Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Well, 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 look who decided to join us on this wild ride of a podcast. I got my good buddy Steven here, and I'm your host, Roger. Strap yourselves in because things are about to get kind of magical. (laughs) I guess today we're going to dive in headfirst into Disney's new Haunted Mansion movie review. And I got Steven here to show us, take us on this magical ride. Will it be a spine-chilling adventure, or should you just ghost the movie? I don't know. We're going to see right now in a little bit, but get ready to summon some of these spirits, these ghouls, these goblins, because we're going to explore this masterpiece question mark. I don't know. We'll see. But hold on tight, geeks. I know you guys are going to love this. Superheroes, we're taking a heavenly turn, getting ready for the top five Christian Marvel heroes yes you heard that right they wield the power of faith like a holy combination they'll make any preacher's jaw drop steven how's it going today buddy good good that's it just good that's it <laughs> Sorry. Uh, are so... you are you are you ready for are you up for this show are you ready oh, yeah no no i okay. i'm up for it just, <laughs> okay. you, you come as in the with, audience you came in with audience, a lot of guys? <laughs> yeah, you came in with a lot of energy, and I thought, you know what the best thing to do is? The it's opposite just to, energy. Just right. cut that down right now. Okay, Stein, right. grown Mr. Catholic Comedy, if you follow me on the Twitters and all that type of stuff, CatholicComedy.com, just posting my own things there. Anyway, yeah, so uh, wife and I, we went to go see the Haunted Mansion movie. Now, you have to understand, I'm a bit of a Haunted Mansion fan. Um, you can't see it because we're on... Uh, we're on audio only, but if you could, and if I didn't have a whiteboard up behind me, yeah. uh, behind the whiteboard is uh, a blueprint of the original ride from Disneyland and like how the whole, I got that. Uh, that was a, that was a birthday gift from me to me. Wow. I'm so happy. Wow. wow. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of the Haunted Mansion. I was actually, I actually really liked the Haunted Mansion uh, 2003 with Eddie Murphy I, I think I'm one of like seven people in the whole world that like that movie. Wow. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so so I'm a huge Haunted Mansion fan. So um, so when I saw the movie was coming out, I, I wanted to see it. And then I also was like super nervous about it because it's a movie by Disney. And I mean, in the last couple of years, that generally means garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah been so, like that. so, I mean, I went in expecting bad stuff. Um but it was really, really good. Uh, so uh, I don't, don't want to go into any spoilers or anything here, but the idea of it is about um, grief and about finding joy through grief. Mm. Uh, so basically, if you if you accept and process and work with grief, then it will lead you to joy, suffering leads to joy it was a very catholic message overall um and there's some like girl bossing stuff that happens in there and there's some occultism that stuff that happens in there so keep your you know it's it's not you know this isn't like it's not like you know they're they're doing uh, passion of the christ or anything here yeah yeah but (laughs) (laughs) but it was overall actually a very good film uh so the 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 basic storyline is that you have a uh, a man whose wife died um, and but before she died uh, they were working on this ghost camera together so you could take pictures and see ghosts as uh, one does then, right well it's it's he was he, so he was uh, he's like a quantum physicist that worked for NASA and she was a lady who did, did ghost tours and so this and um, and so he has this camera that's supposed to be able to like let you see ghosts and then he gets visited by someone uh, who says he's an exorcist and wants to help get or get ghosts out of this lady's mansion that she just bought? Is it and... is that the the um Luke Wilson or Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson. character? Oh yes. Or is that okay? So that so who who's in this movie that you would recognize? Just is okay. it just Owen Wilson or who's so? In... Uh, there's Owen Wilson. There's Rosario Dawson, which she plays Ashoka in the new Star yes. Wars series for Ashoka. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's in like all the Marvel, like the the Netflix Daredevil Marvel TV stuff. Like yeah, that, yeah, she she was the the character that combined all those Netflix Marvel series together. 
Um, so there you so she's in it. Uh, then you've got uh, Danny DeVito, who is brilliant in this movie. He's fantastic, and he has really, yeah. So <clears throat> I, don't, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's some really great moments in there that I think I can talk about without, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, things. yeah. So there's a scene where the main guy's talking about how his wife went out to go get some tater tots. Hmm. Uh, and then she I'm went intrigued out. already. Well, she, <laughs> intrigued she went already. to go get so she wanted to go to uh, get some tater tots. He was busy. He said no, and he got they got into a bit of an argument. She went out to go get the tater tots, then stopped off for ice cream, then got in a car accident and died. And so he is you could see like he's hurt and he's crying uh, about how he thinks that because they got in a fight before she died, that he thinks that his wife doesn't love her or doesn't mm. or didn't know that he loved her. His wife doesn't know that he loved her because she died and so he wants to be able to talk to her one more time to tell her and every everyone it's a very somber moment and all the other characters like of course she knows that you loved her and danny devito goes there goes um like tater tots then ice cream what was the cholesterol on that lady and everyone starts to lie (laughs) like i I, i'm not i don't mean to say anything wrong here but she wasn't long for this earth anyway that like (laughs) so but it was this it was just this great moment in the movie because it shows like humor and grief right so and if you've ever been to a really like a really close family during a funeral right um there will be these moments, right, where you'll be yeah. talking about the deceased and everyone will talk about how the, the great things that this person did. And then someone yeah. pipes in and says the joke that that that, you know, like you the joke your grandfather used to say or, you know, kind of some of the, the weird things that he used to do or something. And it just yeah, <clears throat> it elevates everyone up. The, the, the grief is still there, but you can, but everyone's lifted up. That's and true. So that's. That's kind of the the theme running through this movie. You got this ragtag group of Scoobies, right? That that are trying to get rid of ghosts in this mansion. By the end of it, they've all grown together as like a pseudo family, and through the grief that they've experienced and all the the the, the suffering that they have done, they they become stronger people. So it's not this isn't like you know like. Uh, it's through you know our, it's through wokeness that everything gets better it's it's through suffering it's through gr- moving through the stages of grief it's learning and growing together becoming wow. families like it it's a very good movie in that respect and yeah sounds very like, catholic too right yeah sounds, I, I, isn't it yeah it's, I yeah it, it's i think i it's one of those accidentally catholic movies because they, they <laughs> come like out all the time. i like that put well, that on slap that on a poster it's <laughs> accidentally catholic put that on well, the tagline <laughs> well it's like um you know like like princess and the frog was yeah. an accidentally catholic movie when things that take place yeah, in new orleans and i feel like in new orleans there's this catholic spirit that kind of runs through and people don't realize it when they're doing it, they're doing stuff in Louisiana. Just oh, this is just the way Louis- things happen in Louisiana. It's like yeah, it's the culture. That also, yeah, it's the culture, but that culture is deeply Catholic, and there's this mysticism Very. that they lift out of it too, right? So they they have the mysticism, they have the Catholicism, and it all kind of meshes together. And so there's good elements and bad elements, but this movie like has a lot of the good elements. It talks about some of the occult stuff, which isn't really great. You know, in terms of you know, like what? What are some things uh, in there that I mean, you saw without spoiling it? Is there something that, oh, I mean, that points to the cult? Yeah, I mean that one of the characters is a is a spirit medium. Oh, well, there uh, you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that would, that would just, say if anything was a but, cult, spiritual. But yeah. in the ride, they're like Madame Leota, the the head in a ball. If you if you've ever been on the ride, uh-huh. that she's a spirit medium. And that's a whole thing, but it's For just the mafia, it's... right? When you say Leota, I think of like my brain, no. my movie brain goes to like Goodfellas. No, no, like, not she's a not hitman. That. Okay, okay, cool. No, no, Ma- Madame Leota is uh, is a head in a ball, and she is she's yeah. a medium in the in the ride. She's a spirit medium, um, but so that there's that kind of occultiest thing. It's New Orleans, though, so that like kind that. of yeah, right. And so, um, yeah, there's there's that type of stuff that goes through it, but. I mean, it's 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 one of those. It's just it's just part of the the cultural thing, and it it doesn't detract from 
the um it doesn't detract from like the the overwhelming theme of moving through grief into joy and it starts off so the movie starts off talking about the like that you hear the voice of madeline Leota and she's talking and she sa- starts off by saying they're talking about the 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 way that funerals are in new orleans it it starts off with it starts off uh with the grief and then ends in a celebration and then uh says that that um through that in grief there's a door to joy for those who are brave enough to open it and so there's like that's the theme of the movie and i mean the the uh i think the 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 director and writer are not catholic or catholic friendly or anything like that but the they the the theming of using or going through grief to find joy is a very Catholic thing. So I would yeah. recommend to go wow. see it. This is the kind of movie, these are the kind of movies that we want, right? Like we're not going to get Passion of the Christ from Disney, but no. if we show them like, no. the themes of joy through suffering. Yeah. Right. Which that if we can show them like, this is a movie that we're going to get behind, they will make more of them. So if you yeah. can go and see this movie, if you have the opportunity, it's a good movie. It's not for kids. It's scary. There's there are points. It's not scary, scary, but there are points that would that would scare a kid that might give them nightmares. Okay, so you're looking at it, it's rated PG thirteen for a reason. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I was about to ask you. Wow, yeah. I thought it was PG. Okay, no, wow, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's PG thirteen. PG thirteen. All right, it's rated PG thirteen for a reason. There, it's the it's scary scenes. There's not there's not much in the way of language, yeah. um, but they, you know they deal with death. A death is talked about. Death is yeah, like, deep topics. Yeah, right. I, death is a whole character basically yeah. like you can see it, like, <laughs> yeah not there but death is there you know everyone has experienced yeah. death and grief and loss um in it so so it might be something uh, you know maybe a two-year-old hey kids uh you want to yeah. look at a two and a half hour movie on death you know something it's, like that but right, i wanted to ask you i wanted to ask you real quick um before i forget how was the catholic priest character Owen so, Wilson's character. I'm very interested. Like, how was that character? Did they stay true, or did they just do a, a priest bashing dumb idiot? Or was he? They didn't. That they treated fair. They did not. Okay, so I'll have to give away a little bit of a spoiler. Sure, here. sure. It's not yeah, huge, yeah. but um, he's not really a priest. He's pretending to be a priest. Well, well, so, what, what do you mean? That's the, oh, just a small minor detail of the cr- priest character. Not really a priest. <laughs> no, and so, so he's so he, what? He's a con man. That that's what oh, that's what it is. So, come on. Uh, so, but in the end, he uh, you know, through this experience, uh, and I yeah, you know, like he wow. he starts to, he starts down that pathway. Uh, so like okay. But yeah, Aww. so it's, it's yeah, I know it's it's one of those where it's like, so I asked about we could never have anything, right? Catholics, we could never have nothing. Well, so you know? <laughs> right, I mean, but there's there are some there's a lot of great moments in there revolving around him and everything like that, and um, I mean, you start watching it and you're like, and and you start you see the way that he acts and the way that he speaks and stuff like that, and you realize, yeah, something's not right here, um. yeah and then and then it's revealed later on he's not really a priest which is good because if he were then i like that was the thing (laughs) i I went down i'm like i need to know i need to know how this priest is portrayed because if it's going to be some sort of like priest bashing session yeah then but now he's treated when he when people think he's a priest he's treated with the utmost dignity and respect there's no like catholic church bashing or anything like that it's just it goes it goes really well so yeah he didn't ordain try to ordain a a woman priest in the movie nothing nothing weird (laughs) yeah hey let's follow synod uh, you know stuff like that but that's good you know what that's that's good but just a little disappointing but good at the same time so if he were a priest if he were really a priest, <laughs> then the movie would have been five minutes because he would have walked in. It would have been like a Father Ripper. All right, let's just do this exorcism. Let's get out of here. Okay, guys. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? Cetera, that's, cetera. <laughs> that, that's a good point. Is that, It's over, guys. I got it. Take right. care of so, exorcism right in Latin. We're done. Right. We're done here. We're gone. Yeah. I mean, that, there's, there's no money in that. There's Where's no, the ride? Where's the ride no, from that? And there's no ride. <laughs> right. Like, and like I think I think they treaded that well because they gave you the illustration of a priest and they talk like so 
several times in the movie, they basically say, like, you're going to need like you're going to need an exorcism. Right. They talk about how an exorcism is the solution to the problem. Great. uh, That's happening. So they bring up exorcisms a few times. Um, uh, So but yeah, it's it's definitely it's good. It's funny. It's sentimental. There's uh, there's a very strong male lead. Um, No one enters into obvious mortal sin during the movie either, other than the occultist doing occulty things. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. Like there's no like there's no uh, there's no like questionable like oh you know divorce or marriage type stuff or things like that it's all it's all it's all above board and everything so and um so you'll just you got to see it it's good it's catholic um and not not so catholic that they wouldn't make it but catholic enough for us to be able to enjoy it um and have have a good time with it um but yeah no it's it's really good i i i like it i want to go see it again um, my wife's about to have a baby though, so I don't know when that oh, could happen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <we're, laughs> next week we're we're looking to to induce. So, oh wow, so, that's fast. Oh, we're definitely gonna have to um, send some she, prayers. We just yeah, found definitely. out that she was pregnant last week, so I mean, this what? Is fast. No, no. Okay, I was about to say no. I was wait. I was like, wait a minute. No, that's not true. No, yeah, my wife is is gonna. Um, I think November. So, oh, congratulations. November, yeah, man. yeah, November. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be our sixth born child that we have. So, right, this that's seventh. crazy. Mm-hmm. Seventh, seventh wow. Born. Okay, you got me beat by one. Yeah, hey, you know, it's not a competition. All right, it's not a competition. It's not a competition, but, <laughs> but I'm winning. Yeah, yeah so but was, if we're keeping track, I'm winning by one. So yeah. My, actually, so quick detour here. Uh-huh. So sure. I, we talk a lot about like big families and everything, and my family yes. has finally accepted that I'm going to have a big family. My yeah extended family. My grandmother now I have matched her a number of kids, and she said, "Well, you can win. That's <laughs> fine. I don't." And, but my uh, my uncle, um, who when I first got married. And we had uh, my wife got pregnant and then we had the twins. He was like, she's going to run away into the night, man. You're going to raise them kids by yourself. Oh, like, you know, kind of a joking manner because of, you know, the twins because we were having twins. Um, And then but this he's he came to like I went when after I went to see the movie, we came back to my mom's house, which is where my kids were. They were with with their uh, with my mom. And he said, and he was there and he's like, your kids are great, man. They're just so nice and polite and they're a lot of fun. I love your kids. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And and, uh, and then we were joking about how I matched my grandmother and kids. And he's like, uh, how many kids? And then he turned to my grandmother who lives with my mother, multi-generational families. Uh, and, she, and he said, how many kids did uh, did, did uh, dad have? And she's like, 10. I think he's one of 10. Uh-huh. One of and, 10. And one of 10. And like, and uh and so it's so like okay i'm gonna have to get to 10 at least yeah and he, at he, least. Turned to me, he said and he turned to me like go for 11 so you have an extra one yeah <laughs> yeah like so, a tw- like if it's 21 you gotta win by two or something like that like <laughs> man yeah oh so, my goodness that's good that's so, good though that's but yeah good. that's that's that, so that is the uh the wearing down of like if you just keep having kids eventually people <laughs> are just like you know what they're not listening so let's just go good for you keep mm. having them you know yeah <laughs> so that's where we're at so i just wanted to, to get no that no, no that's a definitely a great side note but because uh large families i mean they are a blessing for sure so you know any about that but uh but back to the disney movie speaking of mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that or maybe i don't know you know the way disney is but i mean Stephen, you took us on a ride scarier than the haunted mansion itself and that is a disney review movie in the year 2023 so I'm glad that it wasn't that horrible and stuff like that because you know what though there's one thing that Disney can't resist and we all know what that is it's turning yeah. movies into theme parks. So <laughs> I mean <laughs> when you think of the movie you think of like ghosts and ghouls and goblins and I yeah. first think about Owen Wilson said nobody ever. <laughs> so I mean bravo <laughs> Disney you made a good movie. I, that's, it was yeah bravo. It was it was really good. I mean I was I like the last movie, I, the last movie my wife and I had seen in the theaters, uh, that was like a movie. We saw the Andrea Bocelli thing that came, that went to, came out a lot, uh, like in, at Lent. I don't know if you were if you saw like it was Holy during Holy Week. Andrea Bocelli put out this thing where he goes uh, he goes from Rome to his home and like the, on horseback and meets a bunch of singers there. Mm-hmm. That was good. Anyway, I did not see that one. Andrea Bocelli's great guy, uh, really Catholic, really pro life, uh, but. Um, 
Before that, the last one we'd saw we'd seen was Jungle Cruise, which is another Disney oh, movie based like on a that. ride. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it wasn't good. And so I didn't like, like it. Right. Yeah. And, and like, neither did I. And it was <laughs> it was one of those where I'm like, oh, no, is this going to be another yeah. Jungle Cruise situation? Are we going to go thought. in there? And it's like this, you know, like their Jungle Cruise had moments that it could have been good. Yes. But then they, they took the turn to make it like, nah, let's let's focus in on these on these like identity politics things. Yeah. And but like Haunted Mansion did not now. Like glad. It's it's good and it's good for the like the way that movies were good in the 90s mm. where you had a diverse cast but no one talks about diversity. Yeah. It was like people just live together. People just work together. They yeah. meet with one another. So it just are a bunch of people working together with without having to be like you know, like, you know, you yeah. don't have you don't have like Rosario Dawson's character talking down to the or to Owen Wilson's character yeah. because he's a white male or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just they are like there's a bigger problem at hand. They yeah. all have to work together to fix that problem. And so, the, you know, they don't they don't talk about their differences or argue anything like that. They just go to fix the problem. So it was really it was really good. Um I guess I I I want to go see it again. I might go see it again this weekend if my wife doesn't have a baby. Wow, um, that's good. I mean, that's a good endorsement, and and especially from like from the Catholic side too. Like obviously, the the church believes in ghosts or or, right. or spirits, you know, as you can say. Now, of course, ghosts, demons, that the two different things, but. I've, church believes in the afterlife when a person right. dies you know we do have a soul and our, we wait for the judgment purgatory you know so the purification so uh, ghosts and apparitions they're definitely even in, in the scriptures there's apparitions of even the saints that some people have, have claimed to seen heavenly yes. beings uh so this is not nothing like crazy or nothing wild the, the the church definitely would say hey this may be a divine purpose for this so there may be a message you know there's mm -hmm. also that theory that ghosts may be trying to bring us something like hey uh petition us to to pray for them in purgatory or wherever you know um spiritual gifts guidance if we need guidance there god may permit again it might is probably public revelation if you see maybe uh, a, um, a dead relative that passed away right. Um, I mean, you private know, you got to be careful. Yeah, private. What did I say? Did I say public? Said public. Oh, sorry, public. It's ever so after the. Yeah, no, very, very, very different. But again, there are hauntings, malevolent spirits that your yeah. church says. So we got to be careful about those, you know. But also, too, know, go ahead. There, there's another part of it. There's another part of it, really, um, which I again accidentally Catholic, but more mm. like so. If you study things like hauntings and demonology and stuff like that what demons will do is they will take other cursed spirits right like the the damned or even those that are in purgatory um possibly and they will they will bring those spirits forth into the into the realm to to trick and confuse people so you'll see the spirit of a little girl running down your hallway but oh yeah it's yeah. not actually a little girl running down your hallway it's a demon that has taken the form of a spirit of a little girl or who has brought the little girl spirit to you know and, and into this into the uh, the the area to scare you or to scare you and stuff like that or to trick you into doing bad things yeah. right it, yeah because like, you're not supposed to if a spirit tells you to do something you're supposed to like not <laughs> like if you hear a <laughs> yeah. if a ghost says open your window the first thing you do is just splash holy water everywhere and then if it <laughs> repeats it you know, then you, you, you know, you can, you can like say in the name of Christ, I demand you to reveal yeah. yourself and then you splash more holy water, holy water in it, and then see what happens. <laughs> and only when you can confirm that it's like, a, it's like a heavenly figure and not yes. a demon, then you might be able to listen to them. But even still, you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff there. But like in, in the movie, one of the ghosts is more demonic and like all the other ghosts kind of run in fear of him. oh wow yeah so there's there's elements of that as well there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the in the 2000 the 2003 movie with eddie murphy was good it was it was more comedy than anything else because it was eddie murphy like yeah. there's a little bit of scariness but a lot of it's comedy and this is a lot more uh like there's a lot more of the somberness but the comedy is weaved in throughout and it, it works really well um so and uh, it it was it was it was very good. Um, 
So go see it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, I want them to make definitely. more like it. That's good, but, man. If we you just go out in there and support it. And of course, Steven by his fifth, fifth, sixth time after watching it, maybe they will they will make more <laughs> movies and maybe you guys go out right. there and support it and see it, check it out. But in case you want to get some Bible verses, um, I like this because it talks about the spirits and Ecclesiastes 12 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So we are spirits. And we are going to our Heavenly Father. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, paragraph 1030 to 1032, it talks a little bit about purgatory and the purifications that us as souls that, that we're going to need. Also, if you guys want to look into the Catechism, uh, paragraph 697, and it'll teach you the reality of angels and the roles of messengers and protectors. So again, you don't know. You got to, like like Stephen said, test the spirit. See if it's an angel. Uh, is it a demon? Is it uh, somebody petitioning from purgatory, um, trying to get prayers for them? So be skeptical and then be open-minded too and protect yourself. So great, man. That was our review of the Haunted Mansion. So uh, Stephen, real quick, what would you give it out of uh, 10? Did you? I, I can't remember. Did you say a rating for it? Like a 10 out of I, 10 I, or an 8? I, I didn't give it a rating. What I would, would you give it? it? I would give it an 8 or a 9. I mean, a 10 out of 10 is would really yeah. be like fantastic. Yeah. I just, there, there are some like non-Catholic elements in there. It's New Orleans, so you're going to have more of like the spiritual new agey psychic -y type stuff yeah, yeah. that goes in there um so there's some of that but overall really good i would say easy eight out of ten nine out of ten uh definitely wow. something i'll watch I, I, I would watch again i've been like thinking about going back and watching it again An ever eight. since i saw it yeah I, it's that's really good. good that's right. good it's, it's really i'm gonna have good. to take your word for it <laughs> all right so, all right, guys, I know all the, the geek fans are going to be really, you're going to wet your whistle. So buckle up, buttercups. This is going to go on a wild ride. If you won't miss, grab your popcorn, grab your favorite superhero, grab your cape. Mine's actually a, a freesia color, by the way, in case anyone wants to know. And get ready because you guys are going to get your minds blown because we're going to a top five list. I'm a millennial, so I love list. We're all about lists. I don't know what it is about millennials. We love top 10, top five. And today it's our top five Christian Marvel heroes. Do you ever wondered like which Christians go to church? Which Christians grace? See that pun? The pages of Marvel comics? Uh, probably not, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I have the microphone and you don't. <laughs> At number five, it's Saint Daredevil, the man without fear, except for the confessional booths. Number four, we got Luke's Gospel Cage, Hard Skin, Even Harder Bible Sayings. Number three, Iron Psalms, a high-tech armor hero that's spreading the good word faster than a televangelist at a donation drive. Number two, Thor, the god of thunder and bad theology. No, just kidding. Number one, Captain America, the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American evangelical way. Kidding. No, 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 no. Let's get our real list together, though. That was a fake list in case you okay. guys didn't know. Like, wait a minute. I, I don't know any of these. No, that's a fake list. All right. But this is the real list. I'm going to start it off. Yeah. All right. At number five, brace yourself for the tale of the one-man army with the skull in his chest. It's none other than the brooding bullet-ridden vigilante Frank Castle, a.k.a. The Punisher. If you thought you heard of tough guys before, <laughs> well, let me tell you this. This guy takes the cake. Then he proceeds to use that cake as target practice for his 357 Magnum. Picture this. Frank Castle, the former Marine and family man, minding his own business. But no, one dark day during a peaceful family picnic, tragedy strikes and the Castle man himself gets caught in the crossfire of a mob hit gone wrong. And just like that, the hero's life turned into one big old revenge-fueled roller coaster, and there are plenty of seats available. Stephen, what do you think about number five, Frank Castle? Do you what's your first take, your first thought when you know about Frank Castle, the Punisher, and should he even be on this list? Maybe this is controversial. Okay, so I mean, I, I I'm not a hundred percent on the Punisher. Uh, I I've, I've seen like him show up in a number of things but the his faith doesn't usually take a front seat to the things i've seen yeah. um yeah it's usually you kind of like that. it's it's usually you know like 
hit the fronts what, what his driving force is murderous rage and revenge which i, I would <laughs> i would argue goes a little bit against what christ yeah. was preaching here on earth i mean it was blessed <laughs> are the meek not blessed are the vengeful murderers yes. so, blessed I mean, are I, the grenades that explode <laughs> thy fingers and hands the holy hand grenade <laughs> let me tell you this though but here see now uh, i wanted to get your initial thought because i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, continue because i'm gonna tell you a little bit about his faith journey but i want to get your okay. initial talks but let's see what you say after this because again uh again family picnic boom destroying guts blood all that stuff um and tragedy strikes but does frank castle wallow in his grief and drown his sorrows in ice cream and wine like a broken-hearted college girl no way not frankie instead he channels his pain into the masculine mission to take justice and serve it up cold but here's where it gets interesting see frank's brand of justice justice is less than legal in the legal systems, right. some would say, some would say, some some might argue, <laughs> some might argue it's he's more about a shoot first, ask questions later approach. And boy, does he have a lot of questions like, do you feel lucky, punk? Or, hey, where's my exploding arrow again? Now you might be wondering to yourself, what's the secret sauce driving his vengeful force? Well, guess what, Stephen? It's time to talk about his faith connections underneath that skull bullet-ridden, bulletproof vest beats the heart of a man who's connected to his Catholic upbringing. Yeah, you heard it right, Stephen. The Catholic guilt is in him. The Catholic tradition is in him. The Catholic upbringing is in him. The Punisher just isn't about guns and explosives. I mean, he does have a lot of that. Spiritual guidance thrown in the mix, too. He actually grew up in a devout Catholic family, Frank was raised with the idea of good versus evil firmly etched in his moral compass. Uh, I mean, it does waver later, but when tragedy does strike, he does turn to his faith. Then he turns to the guns and the bullets, so it, it leads him to a vengeful path of vengeance and violence. But like I said, the one-man commando crusade against the scum of the earth in the name of what he believes is righteous retribution, even though he's wrong. And don't get me wrong, the Punisher's methods are far from the choir boy material. He's not going to be joined seminary anytime soon, folks. In fact, he totes the line between hero and anti-hero very, very thin it's like a tightrope but again he does stick to some of his convictions no matter how many explosives and bombs and bullets he leaves in his waking path now i don't think i convinced you steven but what do you think after learning <laughs> about his history i mean i think it's, it's a good history and i think that i think that it would be a fantastic one or uh, one shot comic to have frank castle enter the seminary <laughs> oh, wow. and like you know like one of those like like <laughs> know, it's all that. it's all the marvel universe right so yeah. let's so i i think it would be interesting to be like like a, a split universe whatever where he goes into the seminary and then ends up becoming daredevil's confessor later on <laughs> which allows <laughs> him crazy. to but because that because the thing is like if we're talking about uh you know sinner to saint if he went if he went from murdering mobsters to becoming a catholic priest wow and then he would and imagine like he's a catholic priest or catholic priest in hell's kitchen and he is the the confessor for daredevil and is able to convince daredevil because he's been in that same situation yeah, to, convince yeah, daredevil right. to tone down the violent rhetoric or the violent not rhetoric but the violence that <laughs> that yeah. that daredevil put uh, puts out there and make, they can work together in a way that allows justice to be served while sparing lives so that would be an interesting one shot, but that's not what that's not. Mm. I don't think that's anywhere in the future of Marvel. I think <laughs> no. it's very unlikely that anyone joins a seminary in Marvel um, at this point. So uh, I think probably st still definitely not. He's not the type. He would fit in very well at some different parishes where people would be like, oh. yeah, do <laughs> yeah, it. Some of them. But that Let's do the crusades again, right? I, 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 somebody told me that one time. They were like, hey, do you think it's time to get another crusades? I was like, 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 what do you mean? Like metaphorically, spiritually, or like physically? Like, I was like, oh, I don't, I was like, oh, no, I don't I'm, know about that. <laughs> I think, I think that we should, that, uh, 
that God has a uh, as a monopoly on divine justice, yeah. and uh, we should probably leave that to him for the most part unless god calls us to action which he has in the past and may mm-hmm. again in the future but sure, yeah. it's not something i would like to happen so. well i'll tell you what i would love if if, if that was a call which uh, again we said it's not so no nobody sue us no spotify <laughs> get kicked off all the platform we're not saying that but if we did i would love uh frank castle the punisher on our <laughs> side imagine if we get that so I know it's controversial, again, because some people might say he's an anti-hero, but again, uh, there's not a lot of Catholic, here's the secret, there's not a lot of Christian Marvel heroes, so that's why I'm thinning them out, and so there you go, Frank Castle, the venge-driven vigilante, with the moral code as strong as his itchy trigger finger, his Catholic fate runs deep, guiding him through chaos and bloodshed, even if it means he's branded as a ruthless punisher by some folks and by heroes too as well as his approach might be a little bit more old testament than new testament but you cannot deny that he's a man on a mission a mission fueled by faith and firepower so next time you find yourself facing a moral dilemma just remember the punisher's story the man who walked the line between saint and sinner driven by faith that may not fit the traditional mode but that's one that's strong as his bullets that he fires into the face of his enemies. And who knows, you might find a little Punisher in you too. Minus the high caliber weaponry, of course. I'm just thinking right now, I'm just thinking about like, if we had a crusade again, which we're not, we're not endorsing, but if we did imagine an army of everyone and it's like Punisher's skull and the bulletproof. Oh man, that looks so cool. Like it, I'm just picturing. Okay. I'm, it, I'm fantasizing it, it would, about that <laughs> costume. It, it would look cool. The I costume. That's, that's what I meant. Right. So may, that may be something that you want to get over to like the, <laughs> uh, what uh, Doug Douglas Ernst. I think he's the comic writer or the Catholic, uh, he's a Catholic comic writer. I'm going to pitch it to him. Yeah. Or the, uh, the guy who did earthworm Jim. He's also, yeah. really it's, okay yeah i mean there's also like the comment or the common something like that there's there's a whole group of them i think they're at iconic comics that do a bunch of um like all of their superheroes are catholic wow. um like there's there's like soul finder who's a catholic priest so there's a bunch of them that, well, that they have at i believe it's at iconic comics but now i'm now i'm questioning myself <laughs> um, well well, let's go to number four, because uh, we got a fiery heroine with the heart of gold. I'm talking about Angelica Jones, a.k.a. Firestar. Hold on to your seats, because this origin story is going to make you want to light up the sky with excitement. The young Angelica, just an ordinary high school student. Well, ordinary, if you consider this is the Marvel Universe, so you know there's going to be some crazy weird stuff. Dealing with her and unusual teen angst, homework stress, and the villain trying to destroy the whole world. But let's face it, in the world of comic books, being ordinary is rare as finding a unicorn at a coffee shop. So it's no surprise that our girl Angelica finds herself smack dab in the middle of a secret government experiment gone wrong, as they tend to do. So, Angelica Firestar, have you ever heard of her, by the way, Stephen? I have heard of Firestar. She's, uh, like, I, I believe, I think. I Not was a big always, name. Not a I was big always name. more of a DC than a uh, Marvel, um, but I be- she's, like, orange or something like that, yes. and pur- orange mm-hmm. and purple, and I've, I, I'm sure I've seen yeah. her around. She's joined forces with the X-Men, New Warriors, all that stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, no, I I recognize her. I don't think I've seen her in anything other than, like, if you know, if I've caught an episode of like the the Avengers, the the cartoon of the Avengers, I think she's in a couple of those yeah. or something, but not. She's not, not really. a big character, yeah. Not, but again, not a super big character. Again, trying to comb all the out of all the heroes of Marvel. There's not too many Christian ones, <laughs> and I wanted to I wanted to pick ones that are again at least overtly not like oh look the hulk uh he went to church one time you know what i mean like i wanted to pick characters and and there wasn't a big choice so her i mean she does talk about her faith in some of the characters so this does set her apart is her faith connection and this adds a whole new spark to her character yes that's right firestar's got a faith that burns brighter than a microwave fueled powers angelica up her upbringing played a significant role in shaping her beliefs growing up she had a 
close relationship with her grandmother who shared with her the teachings of Christianity. Beneath that fiery exterior beats the heart of a woman with a soul connected to her faith. So you can thank her upbringing again, like similar to Frank Castle, but she's not going around just hitting hitmen, you know, just taking out, assassinating people with blood, guts, and glory. Even though she has some cool, explosive firepowers, she's more on the tamer side. So does she qualify? Is this one better a little bit? Stephen, are we getting closer to the I, I think, Christian? I think she's I think she's better. I think that we're we're going to get to the one that I really want to talk about. Oh yeah. I'm sure. But for the moment, yeah, that she's she's better than Frank Castle, although the bar is not <laughs> too, you, too. I was high. gonna say, I was gonna say the bar. You could like run over the bar with the eighteen wheeler. Like, there's not, it's not that big. So again, she is a minor character, and I'm not gonna say I know everything about her, but I did want to mention her because she's in there. So let's go to number three because now we're getting a little closer. So we're about to dive into the all American tale of the Star Spangled Super Soldier, Steve Rogers, aka Captain America. Get ready for a story filled with his patriotism, super heroics, and a dash of his old school charm that make even your granny swoon. A scrawny, pint-sized guy from Brooklyn with the heart as big as his dreams of serving his country during World War II, Steve Rogers, a real-life before and photo of me at the gym, does have a Christian background. Now, being Captain America just isn't about being cool and being red, white, and blue, having the suit, the shield, the whole cool stuff, being a leader. It's about him setting apart from the other super soldiers is his faith, the faith in Christianity, because he does have old school values, just like the old school Americans in the 1940s. Now, of course, he's not like... Uh, daredevil catholic he's not going to be like some of the other superheroes that we're going to talk about there's there's another one too that i think takes the cake but we're not there we're at, right now we're at number three i i mean like the, the the sad part about captain america and i think that we're all we all know the sad part about captain america is because he became so popular they had to change him to yes. make him more yes <laughs> more with the times yes in quotes um but I mean, he like in the first Avengers movie, he had the the great line. Right? Yeah, Which I love is, that line. Like, he's basically a god. I'm like, there's only one god, man. Yeah. He doesn't look like that. Yeah, and that no, was... no, he goes, he goes, he goes. Oh, these guys are practically gods. And he goes, there's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. So, <laughs> he, yeah, like jumps so, off. Yeah, a good Christian line uh, that he had. But over, the, like that's the last time he showed any semblance of faith in anything. Yeah. like in the movies or anything so that's kind of sad to, to watch that that downfall um but no, i think i think initially and in with like he he is a, a mirror so so captain yes. america has always been like a mirror of the of what what america is and so back in like you know when he first came out which probably the 60s or 50s or 60s or something like that he was the embodiment of like what we thought america was which was religious and strong and um, capable yes and courageous and things like that and now he's the embodiment of america in that he like the american spirit and that he's dead yeah so i can't, I can't <laughs> wait i can't <laughs> and also i can't wait to have steve, steve rogers with blue hair i'm waiting for that once they dye his hair blue he's that's it it's because again you're right you talk about uh captain rogers again old school family values an american boy from the 1940s it's like he walks straight out of a norman rockwell painting this guy his beliefs are strong he's old-fashioned and what are the percentage of christian uh the percentage of christianity in america in the 1940s was high like what 80 90 percent i mean or even higher so mm -hmm. of course he's gonna reflect the christianity but you are right because now i think it's what like 60 percent or christian in america or even less so think, now yeah, again it's, it's what, get ready folks you're gonna have steve rogers with blue hair and a gender studies major degree it's coming soon to the next avengers 7 or Gemers 5 whatever whatever number we're on because <laughs> now we're getting down to the final two on again our top five christian marvel heroes and now we're getting to the real this is now this is the gritty this is the top two and at number two nightcrawler this devilishly dashing teleport really mutant. two he's yeah. two uh, <laughs> yes uh, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have words 
about this after you're done after you you're done but okay go on this guy is a mutant with a tail his look kurt wagner the swashbuckling wonder known as nightcrawler not only has he captivated readers and the movie fans with his teleportation antics uh Padre Pio comes to mind. Anyone? Padre Pio? Remember, I don't want to say teleportation, biolocation, same thing, tomato, tomato, but also with his unshakable faith in a higher power. Picture this. This is a blue skinned, pointy eared tail fellow guy running around could easily double as one of the one of the uh, goblins on any of the gargoyles creatures from the 1990s. But this guy was born with a striking appearance. You would think his life would be a real circus. And yes, it was a, literally a real circus. But if you see his charm, this mutant was raised in the German circus where he showed off his agility, making audiences grasp and cheer and jump up for joy. But he is also deeply Catholic. Now, Stephen, I'm sure you have a lot to say about Nightcrawler. I want to hear your thoughts on him. Okay. Okay. So I, I think everyone knows what number one is going to be, but I think that number one and number yes. two should be switched. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so here's the thing about Nightcrawler. He is a monk in a church. He is not just a yes. like a like a Catholic who kind of is a Catholic who is you know like who goes out in the middle of the night and beats up you know or beats up street or you know like street villains and stuff like that. He is a monk. In a in I was a cloistered monk in a German abbey mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and he like he gets so there's, there's a great there's a great moment in the nineties uh in the nineties cartoon X-Men yeah cartoon where he gets uh Wolverine Logan yeah. to come back to the church because his yeah, not because that. not because of how strong or how violent or how angry or how you know awesome he is but through the humility and through his joy and his faith and so like when i think of nightcrawler as as the catholic like when you look at marvel catholic characters which i just looked it up there's 167 of them yeah um but when i think of marvel catholic characters i think nightcrawler and i think about how he is a monk in in an in an abbey and he's living the life of of a priest and he is doing so with kindness and joy and despite everything that mm-hmm. bad that happened yep. to him in his life he still believes and he still understands and he he has compassion for the people who hate him Yes, because because of because they're they're afraid of. He looks like a demon. He looked. He looked, and I think that's the the charm of it. It's like, hey, we're going to make this devout Catholic, and we're going to make him look like a demon. (laughs) Right. He has such a such a tragic backstory. Yeah, and he walks on the street, and people automatically hate him. Yes, but he is still filled with love and joy, and that is is like that's why like. That's why I would say he should be number one. I know he's not the most popular character. That's, that and that's be, why a little bit. Why. That, but but he is he's the embodiment of yes. a good a good Catholic man and someone that that you could look to in a comic book and say like you know think, let's let's face it most comic book readers of the time probably were more monstrous looking. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> yeah. No, but like, you know, it's like dealing dealing with the harsh realities of life but not losing your faith is something that's much you know, much more uh like beautiful than someone who can't control their rage and then uh and you know, and uh, has to and you know, is dealing with that or like with a with a priest that has that or with a priest that they go to, you know, trying to, you know, giving them advice on how to deal with some stuff yeah. as opposed to like getting them to stop sinning. I don't know. So yeah. I would, and he's I, also philosophical get... and theological yeah. too. He'll get in theology, theology questions it's... and philosophical musings. That's yeah, what I like he, about him. That's yeah. He's, he's, he's so, so I think he should be number one. But this was go... tough. This was tough. Yeah. Let, let me just say that it was very, very tough. So it, it was a tough decision. Okay, well, why go? Let's go ahead and do number one, and then right. we'll we'll argue about that because I have two more characters that I think should have made the list. I'm looking through three, 
three more characters so that was number two again nightcrawler so next time you find yourself in need of a dose of inspiration and teleportation whimsically look no further than the incredible nightcrawler a mutant a hero and a man of faith and now we get to number one of our top five christian marvel superheroes ah the one the only daredevil the crimson clad guardian of hell's kitchen matt maddie murdoch the man without fear grab your popcorn and brace yourself for the epic tale of a blind lawyer turned vigilante who's as devilishly charming as he is in his courtroom and on the streets as he kicks butt Matt Murdock grew up in the gritty and crime-ridden Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of New York, a real place, actually, and a real um, Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) As fate would have it, a tragic accident, again, involving some radioactive goopy goo, because, you know, comic book origins, takes away his sight, but is gifted with extraordinary heightened senses. It's like the universe said, hey, Matt, uh, we're we're gonna take away your eyes, but don't worry. Here's a consolation prize: superpowers. I mean, I'm in. Who? I mean, me. I would definitely take that trade. But with these newfound abilities, Matt mastered the art of acrobatics, becoming the nimble daredevil that he is known for. But there is a twist of fate when Matt's dad was a boxer, making him the making young Murdoch no stranger to the ring and the concept of fighting. Our number one character. Uh, or at least I, mean, I say for one. I know you would say I, different, say, but I would say that that yeah, no. Uh, I think that Daredevil. So Daredevil has certain has a lot of positive aspects, which in, is that um, he does repent a lot and falls a <laughs> sounds lot. Like and he, sounds like me. Sounds like me. But one his like his sidekick is not some random dude. His sidekick is is a priest that he goes to. Uh, for confession and for advice and that's that's a positive showing of of a of a male a good male mentor for him to help him along on his journey since he lost his father having an having another father there to help him along the way and to guide him and things like that i think that's that's that much is good i i think that um as with any of the superheroes the like he's also very violent at times and uh, i think you know, there's there and then because it's a comics and comic movies and stuff, there's a lot about the um, uh, like the issues with chastity uh, and yes. all that type of stuff. The, all those things that can that are very difficult um, when you're when when you're in a world that is run by. You know, like he, there's a Marvel universe, right? So you, it's the writers get to decide what happens, and so the writers, you know, he's canonically Catholic, and they that's very important to to his story. Um, so they never write out the Catholicism, but they just add sin in on top of his. Yeah. Like, yes, he's a Catholic, but <laughs> here's all the <laughs> sinful things that he's going to do because yes. Hollywood demands these types of things of in, the, in your movies. So. <laughs> Yeah, like again, so Matt Murdock, again, is not just a man of heightened senses. He's also a man with heightened moral compass, raised in a Catholic orphanage by nuns who instilled with him a strong sense of right and wrong. Matt's faith is the secret sauce that flavors his crime-fighting adventures. And the man without fear is a man with faith. You think being blind and masked would give him enough, give him plenty of reasons to fear, but no, Matt Murdock finds his strength in his Catholic faith. And that's what I think makes him number one is even though he fails, he falls all the time. His repentance, his constant repentance, his constant struggling that forces him to be grounded, rooted in his faith. And boy, does he need that faith to keep him going, because you could imagine the challenges of being a blind superhero swinging from rooftop, dodging hail of bullets is enough to make anyone question their life choices. But Daredevil, this guy uses his faith. He leans on it and uses it and he beats people over the head with it. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't beat anyone over the head with Bibles. He uses his little sticky sticks, as I call them. I always forget what they're called. What are they called? The the Michelangelo, the Yatana sticks. I forget. Somebody's going to yell. Somebody's yelling at me right now. Sticky I forgot sticks, what it, I believe. His, That's his the little sticky term. sticks. Yeah. So I know you said that you, you would put 
Daredevil number two, correct? And put yeah. Nightwing number one. And I think I think you gave some background a little bit on it, but can you elaborate like a little bit more of of why this should be swapped number one and two? Oh, I just uh, so uh, I think Nightcrawler is constantly striving towards heaven, um, and Daredevil uh, strives towards vengeance, and yeah. that's that's kind of the, the 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 separating, and that's like that's the thing that like. So we talk about man manliness and masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. And the most masculine you can be is to strive towards heaven, to strive yes. to bring your family towards heaven and everyone around you towards heaven. But we have this kind of manly drive to like be defensive about things, to fight, right? It's like we want like we you look at Nightcrawler who doesn't fight, right? It's he doesn't want to cause problems. He wants to pray and to love and to be accepted but in a way that um is not forcing people to accept him but that people come to acceptance of of mutants and of him of him um by joy and love and yeah. hope and matt murdoch daredevil while ex- significantly more popular yes in the, in... i think that gives him the it's because the movies the shows uh the movies you know, the, this, shows, the shows you know, everything all those... yeah, the, the toys right yeah. and, and like he's got a cool power right he's he was able to use a disability and transform that disability into an ability yes which allows him to be able to see without seeing to to know without knowing right so it's like there's this spiritual element there as well that he is that that the loss of something the sacrifice of his eyesight has actually brought him to greater power there's a lot of yeah you're right there's a lot of great stuff in there um but when you got some it's like (laughs) i mean it's like you know it's like uh it's so um Dare, or so uh, Nightcrawler tries to be more Christ-like, and Daredevil yes. tries to be more like like <laughs> Simon Peter. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like Jesus, like oh Peter, Peter, you know, <laughs> let's do this, Christ. No, let's do this. Let's get deny. Oh yeah, that's what. That's a good analogy. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is he is more like Simon Peter than than Jesus and Nightcrawler? Yeah, you're right. Night Nightcrawler Nightcrawler is like it, Nightcrawler is. Um, it, like he's he's obviously not real, but if oh. he were, he'd be he'd be one of those living saints, right? Yes. He like he's so filled with grace and love. Yeah, that, he would be. Yeah, that like people who talk to him are converted, even though like he didn't say much, but they they just feel the immense the immense like spiritual pressure. I would say yeah. from from him, the graces emanating because of uh, of his love for God. Or what if it's more like like maybe Nightcrawler's like JP two Saint JP two and Daredevil's like Pio like Pro- Project Prio maybe like yelling at I... people throwing them out of confessions. <laughs> say Christ is Lord. Say Christ <laughs> is Lord. Like that. He's more like I don't know. It's another little so, analogy. Fun thing that you should mention: there are two other Marvel characters. Yeah, that, I want to hear them. The so honorable three, ma- mentions, let's let's say, call them. That that probably should have been on your list. And when I say them, you'll understand why. Okay. okay? Hit me with them. John Paul II, St. Francis of Assisi, oh, Christopher Columbus. All of them they appeared are technically as as as, yes. char- as characters in Mar and Marvel. Uh so really all, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say they were comic book characters. I did not know that they were marvel com- i didn't know that i didn't know yes. they were comic book characters but i didn't know if, you know maybe dark horse i don't know you know i don't yeah, know was... i didn't know that wow yeah uh also some oh. so some other some other honorable mentions uh you should go in there uh venom uh he was initially yes. a yes. super villain and uh, and yeah, now he's not yes but uh he's he has repented and yes. um, i believe catholic right if i'm not mistaken yes very yes. Catholic. so yeah so um so he, when he was going to like he was going to go commit suicide yes uh because of the bad things he had done um he go he goes to our lady of saints uh to beg for forgiveness uh and that's when when he's inside that's when um the uh, the black that's when venom bonds with him but he's begging for he's in a church begging for forgiveness because he's gonna he wants to uh he wants to commit suicide because of of how terribly things have gone for him um but yeah, so he goes to church to beg for forgiveness. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like 
So I think honorable mention there. There's a yeah. lot of actual, there's a lot more uh, like apparently, cause I, I went on this, I just, I did a, like just a quick Google search looking for that. And there's a whole list of like Catholic church members that are, <laughs> that are in the Marvel comics. So there's a really? lot. So yeah. So we have St. Anna uh, is actually a Marvel character. Um, so yeah so her name is saint anna so uh who knows like i, I can't, we can't go into all yeah. of these ones but there's like, like a whole list of them so there's more than you think i just don't think they act like we would expect them to act right yeah so, i was thinking more of the the proper the you know superheroes stuff like that yeah sue storm i i, I couldn't find enough yeah I, yeah I, there's I, not I a lot to... there's not a lot about her catholicism but yeah that's why i was trying to find like who kind of shows it more you know because i'm sure the technically a lot of the marvel characters by percentage they're probably you know there's there's probably out of the 160 there's there's probably a good amount of christians but like in passing like hey uh i'm christian and mm -hmm. then that's it never no the issue two they say that in issue 37 issue you know whatever 127 they never sue, say anything but so yeah. sue storm uh when she accidentally burns down a building uh and kills and actually she accidentally burns on a building with children in it oh. she be she becomes a nun she uh gives up her oh, powers wow. and becomes a nun so that, that would do is, it that would definitely do it so that is uh, sue storm from earth 9031 so <laughs> that apparently uh that apparently happens so that i mean exists. there's yeah there's there's i mean there's there's a lot of it and i think you know what you're talking about like comic books and catholicism and like catholicism the one of the reason why there's a lot of i would say there's a lot of superheroes or a lot of characters and tv shows and movies that are canonically catholic um is because catholicism is the more interesting of the faiths uh, you know the of the christian denominations as you as it were because like non-denominational or evangelical those are all kind of boring right you just you go to church on sunday kind of if you want to you don't have to it doesn't matter if you do uh for like evangelical catholic or evangelical christians but for catholic christians you've got this whole hierarchy you've got all these different pieces together everything means something um and your the faith is more than just like you know are more more than just quoting scripture it's there's there's a lot more to it and i think that piece there adds a lot of depth to character development right it's like like captain america's catholic or, or catholic captain america's christianity is in passing mm -hmm. right it's not it's not who defines but what catholics more of a defining quality right yes and, and catholicism has that path for redemption that's a visual path for redemption right like a path for redemption for evangelical is you do something, you go into your house, you pray quietly by yourself, right? But the, the the redemption for a Catholic in like a comic book is there's the scene and you probably, you know, you might see it a thousand times in, in Hollywood, right? Where it's raining and they go into an empty church and they, and like they walk in and they sit down in the confessional and then the, and like they confess what they have done to the priest, right? And like, there's that scene and the priest, gives them advice and absolves them of their sins and gives them the penance. Like that whole process is very, is a lot more visual and a lot more like exciting as part of a story than your run of the mill. Oh, I did something bad. I'm going to just, you know, I'm yes. going to ask God for forgiveness, like to, to, to have that. And you even so like people who aren't Catholic in hollywood when they're looking for redemption will go to a confessional that mm -hmm. that there's a there's a visceral thing that need to repent and to repent to someone in you know in our like in our human experience to be able to go and say i have done this bad thing and then for someone to say you are forgiven like that that's such so important to us so i think that's why you're gonna i, I would say that the, the number of people who go to a confessional in hollywood like in the movies, it's a lot higher than the general percentage of Catholics around, you know, like of Catholics that are in the population um, just because that visual is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's a good point. That's, that's but, just a storyline thought. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point that you bring up. Uh, we're something I have to think about. Definitely. That's good. But let me run by the top five list one more time of our okay. top five Christian 
Marvel comic book heroes. At number five, of course, the very controversial Punisher. Number four, we got Firestar. At number three, we got Captain America. At number two, we got Nightcrawler. And number one, Daredevil. So controversial list. This was very difficult. It wasn't easy, especially at number one and two. You could easily flip them both on any other day, and I would definitely be be fine with that. But, Stephen, thank you for joining me. Is there anything that you want to plug, anything you want to let everybody know that you're into or what you're up to lately? Not just uh, – so I recently did a um, – so this is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. So if, I recently did a sketch, and I'm going to be doing hopefully more sketches with yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Rugg. Uh, who was TV's Freakazoid? He also did stuff with Animaniacs. Yes, Animaniacs. Uh, he was in Hysteria. Uh, Ned, or Ned from Space. I think there was a talk show that he did for that. But uh, turns out that he is Catholic and he enjoys comedy as much as I do. Uh, he's also significantly better at it than I am. So it's it's great to have him uh, be part of the team uh, for however long I can I can have him before you know some other project but luckily there's a strike going on so there oh, no one yeah. is doing anything so it's not like I have to worry about his job <laughs> yeah. getting in the way right now that's but, true. yeah so oh. well that's so, awesome uh, that's cool I know I, I saw the 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 sketch and I retweeted it so yeah man everybody check that out that's that's really 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 awesome and cool that's such a big thing honestly Yep. So, uh, yeah, otherwise, CatholicComedy.com for all of our comedy stuff. All right. At last, we come to our end of our time together. But fear not, nerds. This won't be the last time you hear of me or Steven or Faith and Reason and Geekdom. We'll be back sooner with more movie madness, superhero showdowns. That's a wrap, my geeky listeners. Don't forget to subscribe, follow the podcast, unless you want me to send Steven a dropkick you in the face. <laughs> Just kidding. Or am I? Until next time, keep the magic alive, stay curious, and remember, God love you.